The Toronto Maple Leafs took care of business against the Washington Capitals, and our good old Mike DeCefano got a first eye view of it all. We'll talk about that and more on today's edition of Locked On Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your daily fix for all things Leafs. I'm your host, David Morissuti, and joining me is my good buddy, Mike DeStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Remember that Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. We'll always thank you for making us your first listen. If, but this is indeed your first time listening to us. We always appreciate that. And remember, you can catch us on YouTube at Lockdown Leaves. We're pushing, pushing, pushing to keep those subscriber counts going up. And you guys are doing a fantastic job at that. So we always like to thank you for those. All right. So before we get into, into the game, today's the final, final word to listen to. The final word for the phrase for the week. So at some point throughout today's episode, not going to tell you when, we'll be tossing out the final word. And then when we do, when you hear it, you're going to comment below. Comment below the full sentence from the whole week, from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and today's Friday episode. And then we'll be picking a random commenter, random winner uh, from the comment section below. Make sure you also like the video and then also uh, make sure you are subscribed to us as well. Uh, that's how you are eligible. So literally just like it, subscribe, make sure you're subscribed to us and then comment in the section below. That's how you're going to win yourself this uh, this stick or make yourself eligible for one lucky winner. Yes. And if you commented on a previous video, that does not count no. you have to comment on this video. Yes. So I have seen comments from other videos. I know you got some of you have believed you have figured it out. I mean, you have to wait for the last word. But I don't know. Maybe they haven't. We could throw yeah. some, we could throw a wrench in your whole plan. Just saying. But if you did comment on another video, please make sure you comment on this video. Yeah. I want to see a bunch of comments when I wake up. This when I wake up in the. Show. I want to see five hundred. We had five hundred subs. I want each and every one to be eligible, each and every one to have a chance exactly. to win. Um, so make sure you do it. And if you're listening via podcast, you got to log on to YouTube, subscribe, like it, and then also comment on this specific video uh, to, to you know make yourself eligible as well. Let's get into the game today. All Let's right. get into it because yes. it was a fun one, Dave, a fun one. So, yes, the Toronto Maple Leafs welcoming the red hot Washington Cowboys, or so we thought they were red Where hot. They? I think that I think the Leafs proved that uh, a certain team was a little fraudulent. <laughs> Seven to three victory over the Washington Capitals. I mean, just an absolute. Let, let's call it as it is, a real butt whooping on the part of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and it started with a great first period. Gets two goals, then you get another four in the second period to really solidify things. And you get another one in third, just to, you know, make sure the Capitals knew that they're not just a two period team. They can get it done in three periods, but we had three players record two goals on the night. Michael Bunting, William Nylander and Ilya Mikheyev all mm -hmm. scoring. And of course, Ilya Bushkin scoring his first goal of the season. If you had that in your bingo card tonight, well played, well played. Yeah. I, I, it, tonight was a, a, a strange game because if you would have told me that we would see 10 goals tonight between the Leafs and the Capitals and not one of them would be Austin Matthews or Alex Ovechkin, probably wouldn't have took that bet. Definitely would not have taken that bet. Uh, but here we are, man. Like, you now this is two in a row where Matthews hasn't scored. What's going on with this guy? But he did, he did get a little bit of another. This is this guy is just milestone week, yeah. appreciation week. A hundred points on the season for Austin Matthews, picking up an assist. Uh, you know, obviously, some people like to say ah, I was a secondary assist. 
No, this was a pretty, a pretty secondary assist. If you saw the play getting in on the action on Michael Bunting's goal, which was a slump buster. And I'm pretty sure somebody on this podcast was manifesting some good goodness towards Michael Bunting's way. And of course, our good friend here, Mike DeStefano, co-host here, was in attendance. So clearly, Michael Bunting knew that Mike was at the game. He needed to have his best. And he did, scoring not once, but twice. Best way to get over a goal goal slump, you make sure you pick up two for a little extra measure. Yeah, and then the Sally, the monkey off the back celebration, tossing it out, uh, tossing it off his back was was fantastic. No, um, it was... Honestly, it was it was a great game. It was a lively crowd. I thought uh, actually, surprisingly, I know it's not typically that way, but uh, no, I thought that the you know once the team started getting into it, the goals started to come early, often. It was frequent celebrations within Leafs Nation. It was great. There was uh, the booze was flowing, the food was getting eaten. Man, I had a great time. A great time at the game, and uh, I don't. I mean. It's starting to become a pattern here, Dave. Whatever team I associate myself when I'm inside the building tends to do pretty well. They tend to do pretty well. Because if you recall, a couple of weeks ago, I was at the CHL game. I was actually on the bench that time. And they went out and they kicked ass. And then tonight I'm in the building and the Maple Leafs go out and they kick ass. I don't know. Is it just my aura? Is that what it is? Is it just my aura, Dave? Me being around, everyone's like, man, let's just get it. Let's do it for A.B. Well, yeah. and some people were trying to figure out where AB was in the building. Oh, you saw that tweet? You oh, saw I, that? Saw. <laughs> I saw that tweet. Uh, one of your co-hosts from Leafs Lunch, Frankie Corrado, former Toronto Maple Leaf. Yeah, free decides, Frankie. Decides to figure out where the heck is <laughs> AB in this photo. So if you are, uh, if let's explain the photo here. Yeah, so if you're on YouTube, you're obviously seeing a screenshot here of uh, Frankie Crowd tweeting out words while presentation. If you're listening on the podcast, it's pretty much the greeniest picture you typically see when somebody is zooming in from a very high place up in the press box. And Mike, you are, I'm sorry, sir. I, I you did not mention to me that you were going to be rose from the glass. That I yeah. got on my hand. Yeah, yeah, no, I was technically it's four four rows from the glass, but like there's the two rows right beside the bench there to uh to the right of the players or to the left of the players in the photo we're looking at. Like it's actually only one row, technically, or I think there might be two. Yeah, I think it's only one row actually, because you'll see the guys standing in suits. That's how the players go out and then they go legitimately into the locker room. So it's the fourth row, but there's also only one other row in front of me before he gets a glass. And then it's basically like the players, that's how they walk in and out from the bench. So, yeah, just a couple of rows up from uh, from ice level. I've never sat so close uh, in a hockey game to, to ice level in my life. I'll tell you this, though, Dave. Like, it's, it's, it's cool. It's a great experience and whatnot. But you kind of miss some of the game. I don't know if you've ever sat that close before, but you can't really see what's going on in the one corner. So you're constantly like anytime it was along the corner where the benches are, um, I had to like look up at the Jumbotron to see what was going on because you just can't see the, the whole ice being that low. So, it, you know, it's got its pros and cons, you know, the pros and cons. Uh, but no, that I actually got my my. My father got me those tickets. That's the gentleman that's uh, sitting there. I'm I'm in the blue. I don't know if you can. If you haven't found it right now, I'm kind of taking. I don't know if you can see the mouse. It's not really quite. There I you got go. my mouse cursor. I, I I'm a good words Waldo person. I know <laughs> I'm. He's right near the sport check. If you go where the sport check is to the right, down. Face your mouse. Two, your mouse is there. I don't know why it's not there was... anymore. It was there for a second, but anyway. I don't know. I think it disappears after a while. But Maybe we found it. it. We found it. But um, you know, my my it was my father actually got the tickets for us, ended up getting them through Fallsview Casino. So they were kind of comped casino tickets there. So that was pretty sweet. Um, we got like there's a suite. So I don't know if you've ever been in like the platinum suite area, but it's not bad. So like there's those seats there, and then you kind of go in the back and behind underneath all that, and there's this suites. And that's where they have, you know, the free booze and beer and pizza. And 
they brought in a charcuterie board strictly as a request from me and my father. Like it wasn't there. It was just like pizza wings, chicken fingers, you know, chips, popcorn and whatnot. And we're like, any charcuterie? And they're like, yeah, you want some? Absolutely. So they brought us out a big old thing of charcuterie with like prosciutto, salami, some pepper. Like it was, it wasn't bad. Like it wasn't bad at all. For sure. Yeah, there's some olives. It was very on brand for uh, for the Al's brother situation. But all in all, man, like I I can't complain. It was a fantastic game um you know the, the the people sitting around me were really cool a couple of people kind of recognized me who were around me too like hey are, are you al's brother by chance yeah you know oh, can we take a photo stuff like that so that was kind of neat um told a couple of people hey go listen to our podcast locked on leafs the daily show you can listen to it via audio form or on youtube so i was uh making sure i was plugging our show here pal as well but ultimately great uh great experience and you know what I was a little surprised by? Like, that's the first time that I've ever seen uh, Alex Ovechkin live. Didn't do much today. Didn't well, do he much. did do one thing. A poor, yeah, he poor blew Colin. up Timmy Lillard. Well, he also, Timmy Lillard and poor Colin Blackwell as well. Yeah, that's all he did. He, he blew up a couple of guys, and that was about it. But in terms of offense, like, they really um, neutralized him didn't do much of anything no one really did much of anything i would say the the john carlson goal that was like right in front of me too uh that was a beautiful goal like the way that he just kind of walked around and, and just you know forehand backhand tucks it in behind campbell that was a beautiful goal but there was just you know so many moments tonight where you, you just get up and celebrate you start high-fiving fans and uh lots uh lots of good chance out there it was a good time Good time tonight. Yeah, Alex Ovechkin finished the game as a minus one, had one, one shot on goal. Yeah. How many times do you see Alex Ovechkin only have one shot on goal? Not very, not very often. And for a guy who took the over on Alex Ovechkin shots tonight, that uh, I did not appreciate. I'll tell you that. Didn't appreciate and that one. He also only played 15 minutes and 40 seconds, which – I don't know about you. It does not sound like an Alex Ovechkin stat line. No, I think once you get to that point in a game, though, where it's just, uh, you know, you're midway through the third or even before then, like it was 6-2 heading into the third period. It, it was curtains, man. Then they made it 7-2, and it was like, okay, this game's over. You just kind of play your your bottom six. You play your depth, and you just kind of save your, your big boys uh, and, and just kind of scale their minutes back, a way of kind of resting them without – having to actually rest them. And they did similar things with, you know, Matthews and Marner tonight too. You know, they didn't play them late. And even on that power play at the end of the game, they didn't send out Matthews and Marner. They sent out actually Bunting, Nylander, and Mikheyev were the guys who went over the bench. They had an opportunity on that late power play to try and see if one of them could end up to get in the hat trick. Uh, didn't end up happening, unfortunately. Nylander had a good opportunity though. Uh, but all in all, like I said, man, great game for the Maple Leafs. I thought they came out to play tonight and it was a terrific response. When, when you think about how they played uh, against Buffalo the other night, we kind of knew it was going to happen. It's like, listen, they played down to their opponent for whatever reason, but when they know they got to pick it up against the playoff caliber team, they do it. And, and if that doesn't give you hope that once the playoffs roll around, that this team should be ready to go and they can compete with the big boys in any squad that's out there. Uh, that's going to be in the Eastern conference playoffs. I don't know what to tell you, because when you go out and you put an absolute romp on a team like the Washington Capitals, who are a fantastic hockey club, a playoff caliber team, you beat them 7-3, you got to feel good about yourself. Got to feel good about this team if you're a real Leafs fan. No, for sure. And we're going we're gonna to take a quick break here because we are going to discuss more about this game and look at some individual performances as we are bringing back the three stars as we get away from the good, bad, and ugly because they actually did well tonight. So we're going to discuss that. We're going to unfortunately have to go over some uh, some rough fistic. Well, they ended up having fisticuffs later. Yeah. But Tom Wilson getting into the gnarly business that we always see from him mm. with his running with Jack Hamill. We'll discuss that play. We also discuss some other news happening around Leafsland involving one Mr. Matthew Nice, and also discuss the Battle of Ontario coming back for this weekend. Before we do, I'm going to talk about our good friends over at Built Bar. Obviously, this is the time of year where we're really trying to keep to our New Year's resolutions. And if you have at this point, you got to keep it going. You got to keep pushing towards it. So what's one way you can do it? 
Try a Built Bar. Have you ever tried their Puffs? If you haven't, missing out on one of the best Built Bars out there. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallow. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, I said it. 100% real chocolate. All right? They're low-calorie. They're high-protein. You can replace your candy bars with these. They're even better than most candy bars. As as you know, most candy bars can be between two to 300 calories. Most builders contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So how can you take advantage of our great offer here at Locked On Lease? Well, go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. So that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Lease Podcast. David Morrissey here with my co-host, Mike DeStefano, as we continue to talk about this great result for the Toronto Maple Leafs, picking up the 7-3 victory over the Washington Capitals, chasing Ilya Samsonov again. Yeah. Net. I thought that was quite interesting that this is the second time where it just felt like, was this a bit of a mercy pulling? Was this just a night where he just didn't have his best after what, we saw the last four games from the Washington Capitals. I did not have the goaltender getting pulled. Allowing four goals on, uh, I think at that point in the game, was 20 shots for 19 yeah. games. I did not see that coming. I, I think it may have had to do more with trying to spark the Capitals than it was like Samsonas play himself. Because like the, the Maple Leafs were all over that team. Like I think I looked up in the shots. It was halfway through the game. And it was like 23 to five or something like that. And I looked at the guy beside me and I'm like, holy, like Toronto, they can't get anything going. Toronto's just dominating them. The entire game is being played in the Washington end. And uh, so I think that's more so what it, what it was as opposed to Samsonov, you know, not being, not, you know, having a good night, not to say that he was, because I you know a couple of those goals, some rebounds that he let go of, he wasn't tracking the puck as, as uh, nicely as he should. I think it was what the, the Willie goal where it was, I don't really even like, again, so because I'm not there and I can't see the rebound there, the replay sometimes as cause I'm watching it live. The Willie goal, when he was at the side of the net, I think it was his second goal. Um, what exactly happened on that one? Yeah. There, or was it Mikheyev? What One of those goals was either the four, one or the five, one, one, where it was just like, Someone was at the side of the net, and they like went off with the skate of the goaltender. Didn't quite have the skate on the post. Is that what happened? It was quite a strange goal because first off, Morgan Riley made an absolutely disgusting play, Deke, and should have probably yeah. scored. And then he set up. It was mad chaos because yeah, Riley was at the side at the side of the net. McKay was right in the wheelhouse there, and then the puck kind of just slid across the crease, and Neil was like, "Oh, oh okay, thank you," and he Got just kind of just tapped it in. You know, the good old tap it in. After he missed what was, I, I don't know how he missed that wide open net. You probably might have gotten a better view of it than we did on the broadcast. Yeah. I was just such a, you just like, I know. how do you miss that? And then he wasn't missing much after that. My, my It's funny because when that happened, my dad was already like cheering almost uh, as, as he was getting ready to, to rip that puck. He was like, yeah. And then he's like, wait, that didn't go in? What I'm like, no, Daddy, you ripped it wide. Like, didn't go in. Uh, unfortunately, it was a tough yeah. angle. I will say it wasn't the easiest angle, but you also have a wide open cage. Yeah. Hey, know. man, he still scored two on the night, man. You know, he had a he had a really good game. I thought, uh, especially like that first one, just a nice little clapper. <laughs> Love what this. What a pass from Engvall. I thought oh, yeah. Pierre Engvall had a fantastic game tonight. Oh yeah, he had he he. You no, know, when we go through our three stars. He's a guy that might not reach the three stars, but he had a sneaky good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I I love a good old beautiful clapper. That just seems to be his spot. When he's coming down the rush, you know, sometimes he takes those shots and they go in, don't go in. Most of the times, though, those goalies, I don't know, just something about that line of sight from Willie. He just knows exactly where he wants to put that puck. And he didn't go high, which is I usually, you know, you don't want to go high and miss the net. You didn't go low and you know, potentially get that swallowed up. He picked that right sweet spot mm-hmm. just above the pad and where the blocker is. And obviously he cashed in here. Uh, before we get to our three stars, I wanted to pull up an interesting stat here from uh, Sportsnet Stats about this game, which uh, if you're on YouTube, you're looking at 
the great old tweet here. If you're on the podcast listening audio form, I'll read it out to you. The Leafs have three players score multiple goals in the same game for the first time since January 7, 2011 against the Atlanta Thrashers. <laughs> yes, the team that no longer exists was the last time the Leafs had three or more players score multiple goals in the same game. And I was reading some of the comments here. Uh, I, not, and then Brett Lebda's best NHL career game, Brett Lebda legendary game. That was the Grabowski. Like, I'm just like, oh, man, bringing up the nostalgia here. And I actually looked it up. Brett Lebda did, in fact, score two goals in that game. Wow. Somehow. Um, <laughs> Clark MacArthur was in on it as well. I mean, that that team was just, I don't remember. That must have been the Clark McCarthy year. Like, he had that one real solid season uh, in, in Toronto, and then I think he had a pretty good year in Ottawa, too. But... Yeah, he had 62 points in uh, 82 games. I remember that MacArthur, Kuhlman, yeah. Grabowski line was unstoppable. It was pretty good. Great second good. But now we're talking about, obviously, the guys who are here now and getting the job done. So let's go over our three stars of the night, Mike. Uh there's a lot to choose from here. This is going to be one of the tougher ones, I think. So oh, It is tough, man. It is tough. Um, since I know you're going to have this guy in your three stars, I'm going to I'm gonna toss Pierre Engvall as, as my third star because I want to give him some love. I thought he had a terrific game. It seemed like every time I looked up, the guy had the pocket. He was breaking it out, using a lot, utilizing his speed to just like create, was creating all night, whether it was for himself or or for uh, for his teammates, you know the 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 one that he had on bent on uh, Bunting's goal. I think that was what his second goal of the game for for Bunting. It was um, that was just a beautiful beautiful yeah. play. Just kind of like that was right in front of me. I, uh, it was too. Just kind of reaches around the defender and just uses his length to scoop it over, and then Bunting lifts it over the net. That was really nice. The breakout pass to Willie on the on the the second goal of the game was really nice, and he had a couple of opportunities himself. Drew a penalty, which okay, I, I know that it doesn't necessarily work that way, but there's no doubt in my mind that that would have been a uh, a no doubter breakaway for Pierre Engvall. Yeah. Could that not have been a, a penalty shot? Like I know it's at center ice. Like, if he would have had maybe one more stride, perhaps it would have been a little bit more easier to call that. But, like, that definitely could have been a breakaway and a penalty shot. But nonetheless, anyways, it wasn't. But I wanted to give Pierre Engvall uh, some love here and, and give him my third star of the game. Uh, he very, very deserving guy. I went with Ilya Mikheyev here. I mean, two goals. Played, played pretty well. He played in all situations, played power play. Yeah. Shorthanded. I mean, that Washington Capital Capitals power play is one you always have to have your eyes peeled for. They got some real nasty shooters. John Carlson being one of them. He did not score on the power play. But he did score in this game, as you mentioned. But I just thought, you know, an, another night where he shows his offensive abilities. How do you not mention Ovechkin? You're talking about those uh, yeah. Washington scores, and the word of the name Ovechkin wasn't the first one to come out of your mouth. That was wrong with you, Dave. That was wrong not in this game. They shut down Ovi. They shut yeah, him down. True, true, very true. John Carlson, 15 goals on the season. It's pretty good for a defenseman. I don't, I don't know. Man. That seems like low for him, actually, for some reason. Um, well, he did have that one. Uh, I mean, when he won the uh, the Norris, he had uh, – I'm looking up his stats right now. Like 25 or something like that, I thought. No. He had over a point per game. He was over a point – sorry, he was over a point per game, but 15 is actually – that ties his career high. So really, okay, All yeah, right. he had seventy-five points two years ago and uh, two years ago, two seasons ago. So he's he's usually in that point per game, or he's in that point per game range right now, and he's right. always been. But fifteen goals. So if he scores another one, that would be a career high for John Carlson. Very right. interesting. Uh, yeah. So he was. Miguel uh, McKay was my third uh, third star. Obviously deserving. Your second star. Uh, just first and foremost, how disgusting was that second McKay of goal faking the clapper, almost like Spezza asked, just faking the clapper, but then goes in and does his patented forehand backhand shove. I loved it. I absolutely loved every second of it. 
Uh, my second star I want to give to Willie. I thought Willie had a, a real solid game tonight. We talked about him a little bit in the previous uh, in the previous one, but he ended up with a couple of goals. I thought that he was kind of all over the place tonight. Definitely had a response game after uh, we called him out a little bit actually after the game against Buffalo. There was a couple of shifts there where it seemed like seemed like he took the night off realistically, along with a lot of other Maple Leafs. But tonight uh, he seemed to be motivated quite a bit. Right from the get-go, too. So I thought Willie Nylander had himself uh, quite the game, so I gave him uh, my second star. Yeah, I gave him my second star, too. I think just – I said it in the last show that the least needed offense from other places. Well, they did get offense from other places, and Willie Nylander should have probably had three in this game. He mm-hmm. probably could have had four. That's something that Sheldon Keefe even said after the game. He thought Nylander was so good that he thought he should have ended the night with three or four. Yeah. Um, Led uh, led led uh, Maple Leafs forwards with a seventy three percent Corsi, so a seventy three percent shot share, fourteen to five shot share while out there on the ice, and an eighty eight percent expected goal for percentage, which uh, is second to only TJ Brody on the team and first amongst all forwards. So, just goes to show how good of a chance he had, and he w- w- was on the ice for six scoring chances. Four, only one scoring chance against. So, yeah, that that line as a whole was really creating tonight. You know, definitely. I mean, that that's that's something you look to see from that line. Um, you know, it, the, if you're going to be successful in the playoffs, you need to find other lines to be lethal so that you're not, you know, teams don't just hone in on one line. You don't want the top line to be the center of focus in a lot of the opposing teams shutting down the Leafs offense. And we saw that tonight that they got some other guys that can score, especially if they're given those opportunities. Nylander, obviously one of them. All right. I think it's almost unanimous who the first star is. And we have to kind of give props to the guy who finally, finally, as they would say, the rock. Michael Michael Budding has come back to scoring goals. There you go. I can, I can, I'm not the rock when it comes to my promos, but I try my best here. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Michael Budding, you can tell as soon as he scored that goal. Ah, dude, he was so stoked. He was so excited. Monkey off the back. Like, it's been a while. When was the last time Michael Bunting has scored? Let me look. I was just looking that up right now. Uh, that was the first goal. It's been like over a dozen games, no? 18 games. 18 games. And like this was somebody who before that was on a real stretch there. There was like, he was like a point per game player for like a 20 game stretch right before he kind of hit the skid a little bit. And then I call it a skid. The guy still is, is you know, picking up assists like it's no tomorrow with Matthews and Marner. But the goal scoring. You know, he was the the number one goal scorer amongst all rookies in the league and then really went cold and somehow still leads all rookies in goal scoring. It's still quite, like, just, just um, you know, amazing. And then when you look at the five-on-five five numbers, it's even better. Uh, but, yeah, Michael Bunting was another one of those guys who really, right from the get-go, you knew, you know, he was, he was on one tonight. He was going to have a good game um, and found the back of the net a couple of times and just strictly by going to the net. Both of them were, oh, yeah. you know, all just off of, you know, two-on-one plays, go to the net, and you'll get the puck in the right spot. And when you get the puck in the right place, good things can happen. And that's exactly what uh, what happened for Michael Bunting. So that's uh, me. He's somebody – both of us, I think, had him as our, our number one. I had him too, and like that second goal, you could not have put that puck in a more perfect place. Like he goes lower, that's getting saved. Like he got right. it just in that right spot. Yeah, and he like purposely like flips it up over the shoulder of Vitek Vanacek, and like you said, if that is maybe six inches lower, and he isn't able to get uh, the the lift that he had to get on it to to score, that might not be a goal. I don't think it is. No. Right. So, uh, and that was, you know, at that point, uh, you know, it was a, just a, a good goal to score at that time. When, when was that goal scored? Six uh, one. Okay. It was pretty much over by that point, but, <laughs> but like, like you said, it was definitely, uh, definitely just like a really nice play. And it's something that he wasn't doing and it's just confidence, right? He gets the monkey off the back early in the game and then he's got confidence. And he's playing with a little bit of swagger. And he scores a nice beauty like that a little bit later on. 
Yeah, and uh, obviously at 26 years old, just played his 100th career game. And after the game, they asked him about it. He says, hopefully I play hundreds more. That's the goal. You know, it took me a while to get to this league and earn spot. I'm here now. I'm going to do everything I can to not let that go. So I'm going to bring it every single night. Nice. How could you not cheer for this guy? Yeah, oh, he absolutely. Might, he might be a pain in the rear end to play against and maybe opposing fans do not like to see Michael Bunting. Uh, but Leafs fans, they, there's a little bit of this. Is, we've said it before. We knew it almost as soon as that line of Matthews, Marner, and Bunting was put together. There was a hidden gem that Kyle Dubas found here in yeah. Michael Bunting. And now that he's got the goals, watch out. Just watch out right now. Yeah, I made a prediction on Overdrive earlier this year. Remember, he scored. He scored a hat trick in. I think it was Detroit preseason. Well, in preseason, yeah. And after he did that, I was like, "Oh, this guy's gonna score twenty five goals this year." Like I was drinking the Kool Aid early on Michael Bunting. I'm like, "This guy's gonna be in the top six. He's gonna score twenty five goals. He's just gonna hang out in front of the net and like he's got all those the hands in front of the net." And I thought he was gonna do it. And he's like, I know he's hasn't hit 25 yet and he's approaching that, but he still has vastly exceeded my expectations. Like vastly like just as an all around player, really he has, um, he's been a heck of a find. And I mean, for a team that's cap strapped, like Zach Hyman, who am I right? Yeah, Zach exactly. Hyman, who, you know what I mean? Like they, they've got Michael Bunting who's filling in uh, very nicely offensively the way that Zach Hyman did last year. And then they found some guys to kind of pick it up defensively and guys to pick it up on the on the PK, you know. And and I, I love Hyman as much as the next guy, but I'll be honest, he's a big reason, bunting that is, for why we don't miss him nearly as much as I thought we would this season. No, exactly. And you're seeing what guys like Bunting, Mikhaev, Camp, Angval. Like the, these are guys that might not have been given the opportunity. They might not even be here, as you said, if Hyman was kept. Maybe yeah. Michael Bunting would have been here based on the the fact that he's making less than a million dollars over two right. seasons. Thank you very much for that one, Mr. Kyle Dubas. Uh, but yeah, it's hard to not be impressed. He's definitely exceeded expectations given we had no idea what this guy could do. Um, but clearly, lease manager knew what they were getting when they signed uh, Michael Bunting. All right. We have some other things to talk about from this game. Not necessarily positive. So we're going to do that. We're going to also discuss Matthew Nyes, and we're going to put a bow on it by talking about the good old Sennies and the Leafs going over to Ottawa to play against their Ontario rival. But before we do that, Mike, let's talk about our friends over at BetOnline. Yes, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all your latest sport developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, the NHL playoffs, and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. All right, we'd like to th- welcome you back to the Locked on Leafs podcast. We're put a bow on this. We're putting a, one little tiny, tiny thing we need to finish off on the seven three victory over the Washington Capitals. Before, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna talk about this first thing first before we unveil the final word in our Austin Matthews stick giveaway. We're not gonna do it just yet. We're gonna make you wait a little bit more. We're gonna do it. Just yeah, we made you wait a whole week longer. Why not wait another five, ten minutes? Why not? Yeah, and we and we've always kind of been a little predictable of giving it away right after the the second break. Nah, we're throwing a curveball. We're gonna throw a curveball like Kevin Gosman did against the Yankees. We're not hey, gonna talk about how that game finished, but we're gonna just we're gonna we're gonna no, talk you, about. Really, did you see it? I saw a stat out there today that Vlad Guerrero Jr. is the first player to follow up a three homer performance with a 4K performance since they started keeping track of the stat in 1910. Yeah, the offense uh, the offense was uh, oh, no dice on this night. For yeah, the, for yeah. The it was opposite. It was like the Toronto Maple Leafs were the Monstars, and they sucked all of the offense away from the Blue Jays for tonight and went out and were just incredible uh, in this one. And the Blue Jays, well, they looked more like uh, the Leafs of, Thursday, of Tuesday. 
Yeah, exactly. Jack Campbell, man, you see him get run over by Tom Wilson there. Uh, it ha- you know, we know what Tom Wilson's all about. We know the type of player he is. Um, looking at this play, there was, I mean, obviously it's Tom Wilson. You're going to, you're going to lose your, your marbles a bit here, especially yeah. when it involves a goal te- your goaltender, when it involves a guy that's been in and out of the lineup dealing with injuries was not exactly hundred percent this week. And we knew all about that. And he got takes that shot to the head. Yeah. Uh, what was the energy like in the building? I'm um, curious to know. Well, once once we realized that it was Tom Wilson, because at first I wasn't sure exactly who the player was. I just saw somebody ran into Campbell and you know ran into him. He went off the post. His helmet came off. And I was like, whoa, what the hell is going on? And then no one really attacked the other player because the other player, which turned out to be Tom Wilson, also kind of took a bit of a spill into the boards. And it looked almost as if it was accidental. And then once I realized that it was Tommy Wilson, I'm like, "Eh, there's nothing accidental about that. And then I was a little upset that the Maple Leafs didn't actually respond. Like Jake Muzzin was there. Like you got to go after that guy right in that moment. Now he had to face the music and the retribution came later on with Kyle Clifford. Let's give him a little round of applause for going after, uh, going after Tom Wilson took a couple of shots, but Hey, you, you, you at least stuck up for your teammates. Uh, but yeah, no, there was, uh, the boo birds were certainly out for Tom Wilson. And then every time that man touched the puck tonight thereafter, the boos were coming out. It was like, as if, you know, when, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, was it every time PK was, or really what it was, it was like when Tavares is in the is in Long Island. That's what it was like. The boo birds came out every time he touched the puck. And where I was sitting was like basically right behind the, the Capitals bench. Right. So I had fans like to the left of me who were right behind the bench, just giving it to him through the entire game. Nice. Wilson, you suck. You're a disgrace to the Toronto City ball. Just giving it to him. And he actually like left the game for a moment. He ended up having to get some skate. He had some skate issue. I saw him relacing skates. He also was sitting on the bench getting some attention from the, the medical staff at some point, too. Um, so he wasn't like 100% in that game either. But, uh, yeah, in terms of that hit specifically, um, I hated every single second of it. And, and obviously, um, thankfully, Soupy seemed to be okay. Did you hear uh, afterwards that he talked about it in his postgame presser? He, it's funny. He gave the most Jack Campbell answer you can ever imagine. Yeah. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna see if I can find – okay, uh, I'm going to find that quote exactly. But he – I didn't like the fact that he was reaching for the puck. It's, you know, I understand that you got to try to make the play and make sure you're not putting yourself in a position. You're going to let the puck in. I didn't like that. He reached for it and put himself in that vulnerable position. But at the same time, Tom Wilson, we did nothing. He did nothing to evade the goaltender. Nothing Nothing to evade him. And he got paralyzed. So the refs clearly knew he did something wrong there. Kyle Dubas was not none too pleased about that play as well. Oh, did uh, they show uh, a little? Oh, Kyle was. Uh, Kyle had the Kyle's response when he saw when he saw what happened with uh, with Jack there. I wonder if was I it could... like Pierre was it like Pierre when he tossed the water. Oh, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Pierre tossing the water, but it was. I'm trying to see if I can find it here. Um, Tic Tac Tomar's got to have a gift. That guy's got to have a gift for it. It's got to happen. He that guy gives everything. Yeah, absolutely no. everything. I gotta. Oh, here. Okay. Uh, actually, Maple Leafs Hot Stove has it. So I'm gonna pull it up for our audience here on YouTube. If you're on, uh, if you're on the audio form, make sure you go to YouTube and look at it. Like you can tell, he's shaking his head. He's he's and he knows. As soon as he sees this Tom Wilson, he knows that it's not. It's. He- that's exact. So he had the exact same thing where he didn't realize who it was at first. And then once he realized it was Wilson, he's like, of course it's freaking Wilson. Like that's it. That was pretty much my exact uh, response to it myself. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, not a great play there. Um, so when, when Campbell was asked about it, I mean, he, he kind of, he didn't shake it off completely, but he, uh, I just had the quote here too. Sorry. Yeah. 
Campbell said it was a hockey play and and didn't think there was any harm intended on the collision with Wilson. And then he puts in, I met him at the All-Star game. Nice guy. <laughs> Jack is just one of those people who just sees, he sees yeah. the good in everybody. So, yeah. I mean, the good thing is that he's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he was able to continue in the game. So that was. Were you awesome. surprised? Uh, were you surprised that Clifford was the one who dropped the mitts and not Simmer? I just assumed the whole game after I saw that, like I turned to my dad and I was like, you watch Simmons now is going to have to fight him in the second period. It's happening. Guaranteed. And then he ends up going out and, and I, I so it came off of a commercial break, right? The fight. Yeah. And so I saw them both skate over and there were, there was some, chatting going on between wilson and uh and clifford and I, i'm like never mind it's gonna be the 43s they're about to fight and he's like what what are you talking about and i was like the two guys in the corner over there they're about to fight watch and i legitimately saw like wilson already starting to like get his his gloves off just ready to toss them and, and start to to throw down and sure enough that's exactly what happened puck drops boom fight and he's like, how'd you know? I'm like, that's just, you know, you read the game. He's not a massive hockey fan. He's, you know, he wanted to go and have some fun. Um, but yeah, I was, I was a little surprised that it was Clifford and not Simmons. So honest. yeah, I, I, and I, I understand why Muzzin doesn't do it. I'm sorry, Jake, uh, Jake Muzzin coming off of a couple of concussions. Don't want to see him mixing up with Tom. Wilson. I didn't, you know, I didn't want him to fight Tom Wait, Wilson when it happened, him. but at least give the guy a face washer like push his face with your gloves, something. No, that's that's fair. So apparently, after the um, after the play happened, um, lot, I can't play it now because the the language will definitely get flagged on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a hot mic situation on the broadcast, mm. and Tom Wilson basically picked up on the mic saying, "Go fight your bleeping guy, your own bleeping guy." Sorry. So basically, I think he was trying to put the fact that. This was on Campbell. Campbell. <sighs> so I think he's def- he's you know yeah he's definitely trying to pin that off on the goaltender, not being aware of where he is on the ice. But at the same time, you're the guy going for the puck. You should yeah. see the goaltenders in a position where he can't defend himself. Yeah. He's still in his blue paint. He's not venturing out to get the puck either. So yeah, I can understand why. Um, Tom Wilson isn't going to exactly say, yeah, no, my bad, because we've never seen Tom Wilson ever. No, no. Accountability in Tom Wilson is an oxymoron. Yeah, exactly. All right. I think it's time for us to put a vote. One thing, one last thing. I need to give a special shout out to Morgan Riley, who absolutely. (laughs) Who did he blow up? I, I can't remember. I didn't see the number for whatever reason. I can't remember who it was. But blew up a capital four behind the net. Johan, okay, Larson just blew him up. And, like, I think that may have been, like, one of the loudest pops of the night was when Mo just absolutely annihilated Larson. That or maybe even, like, Labushkin's goal. One of those two were the loudest pops of the night. I'll say that. I'll just say this. Johan Larson, buddy, you – he. I think what happened was he was trying to look back at the puck – and yeah. Riley's just like, I got this guy on the trolley tracks. And you don't see Morgan Riley make hits like that. No. That's what I call the Ilya Labushkin factor. He's Ilya Labushkin's uh he's wearing off of Morgan Riley in the right way. And that was they're all kind of starting to rub off on each other in a in a right way, right? You just look at in in general and and you look at Mitch Marner too and and how uh, how much more effective he's been since he's incorporated a little bit of hitting into his game. Uh, the last couple of games, it's kind of slowed down a bit, but there was a time there where he was leading. I think it was since, what, the All-Star break? There was like a stretch of, of games there where he was leading all Maple Leafs forwards and hits, like or actually all Maple Leafs in hits, now I think about it. Um, and, and like that's Mitch Marner. It's insane. It's just it is kind of – a little bit infectious uh, when when that starts to happen, but you talk about Riley Lilligren. I'm pretty sure I saw there were what plus four, yeah, both uh, Riley and Labushkin. Sorry, Riley Labushkin both yeah. plus four on the night. Same with JT John Tavares a plus four on the night. Uh, Lilligren though, how the heck do you win a game seven three and be a dash two? Not uh, not ideal. Not ideal well, for really. 
Not ideal, but the good thing is that they picked up the victory. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, now is the time. The time Let's go. is nigh. The final word that we will be using for the full phrase to win this Austin Matthews. It's upside down. Austin Matthews, Tim Hortons, NHL superstar collectible stick that has not been opened, obviously. Potentially could be a golden superstar stick inside i believe they only sell these in canada too so if you're international you know this is uh, a nice item for you to get um the final word for the phrase is what is it dave do you remember i was trying to remember the, <laughs> the two words it's <laughs> it's rocket the final word is rocket so that is the final word so you now have the whole phrase the whole sentence throughout the week uh go back if you missed it you're gonna have to go back listen monday tuesday wednesday thursday today's is rocket though and there's five keywords throughout the week and it all makes a statement makes a sentence a phrase and the final word is rocket so now that it is all out there just a reminder uh we will be picking one random comment down in the comment section here on youtube um if you are listening via podcast make sure you head to youtube and make sure that you like the video make sure you are subscribed and then comment the full phrase in the comment section below we'll be picking the winner from that section via i think there's some sort of like auto generated comment picker yeah we got we we're we're gonna record it i will record it when it happens yeah so there's no funny business nobody's thinking that we're giving away to a cousin or a friend exactly nope. no exactly we're this is we're, we're a very legitimate podcast with legitimate giveaways and uh i honestly honestly not that i want to pick favorites but i hope this goes to like i know we have some fans all the way out in in australia in england we had someone tell us the other day that they listen to us uh, on the way to and from class in England. Like, that's so cool. That's awesome. Like, if I could ship this thing out there and if, like, that person wins or maybe there's uh, another fan who's out, you know, who, who lives in, I don't know, like, Japan or something like that. Like, that'd be sick to kind of send it out and have, you know, an international fan win, uh, win the award. But, again, not playing favorites. We're just going to pick it at random, and then we'll DM you. We'll figure out a way to, to get a hold of you, and then uh, – this will be yours, and we'll we'll be announcing the winner on Monday show. So on Monday show, we'll announce the winner, uh, but we'll we'll probably end up getting a hold of you before then. Uh, but if not, we'll definitely get a hold of you on Monday. And that's uh, sick, Mike. <laughs> we're all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, <laughs> so there it is. That uh, concludes the 500 sub giveaway. And just a reminder: Hey, once we get to a thousand, another giveaway will be happening, and one that is a little more substantial than this one. So keep subbing. Keep subbing up. Keep sharing it with your friends. The closer we get to, or the sooner we get to a 1,000, the sooner that you can win another prize. So, hey, keep sharing it with all your Leaf friends, uh, Leaf fans. Share it wherever you want. Um, we really appreciate that uh, as well. So, yeah, the final word is Rockets. And uh, we'll pick. Uh, we'll let you know who wins on Monday. Uh, before we before we jet, do you quickly just want to uh, time just give some final thoughts on uh, the game against Ottawa tomorrow? What you're kind of expecting? Yeah, the we're we're gonna push them. Okay, I'm just gonna. I'll quickly announce that. Okay, Matthew Nice has announced that he is going to go back to school for another year. Mm-hmm. He is not joining the Leafs. I know that's probably sounds like a bit of a disappointment. We're gonna save the comments on that when we have. I wanted to get into the Senators game just because we haven't talked with the Senators in a while. So let's let's we're gonna just pin the knives for the next episode because this isn't gonna go away anytime soon, and we're no. we got a lot of time to talk about this decision. Uh, the Senators did the Leafs a huge favor tonight. Actually, I don't know if you saw this, Mike. They picked up a comeback victory over the Boston Bruins, which now yeah. means the Leafs own a seven-point lead, I believe, if my math is correct, a seven-point lead over the Senators for second in the Atlantic Division. Bruins. Uh, well, uh, the Lightning picked up two points tonight, yeah. too. So I'm saying so the Bruins are now seven points out of second. Oh, so okay, gotcha, gotcha. You don't need to worry about the Bruins right now unless something weird happens. And the important thing about this win tonight, too, is that, yes, they now re- still remain 
four points up on the Tampa Bay Lightning. So at this point, you're hoping you're just getting that second place and you're getting home ice against yeah. the Lightning here. Um, the next game the Lightning play is against the Winnipeg Jets, who are fighting for their playoff lives. So that's not going to be an easy game for them. The Leafs, this is another game where I think the I think the what we're expecting out of this game is let's treat this team like a team that's good and not a team that's bad because we know what happens when they play a team that's not great and then all of a sudden they look like all stars. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree with you. You know why I think that Toronto might come out and play this game, uh, play it well. Like when this team is playing at its best, it's almost like they're getting involved physically. And 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 I've spoken with a bunch of players, former NHLers, uh, who've and, and Olympians as well. We spoke with Cheryl Pounder, who had a terrific conversation about uh, about trying to get a team jacked up when you feel like you don't have it that night, like they did in Buffalo. And the biggest way to do that is to get physical, go out there, lay some big hits, and that's kind of how you can spark your team and get the guys going. And a team like Ottawa, who's just kind of gritty and, and they play a bit more of a physical game, I feel like that's going to bring out some physicality, which could bring out a little bit, bring something out of the, the Maple Leafs. That'll inject some life into them. And I know that hasn't quite been the case in the past where Ottawa's given them some some trouble. So in 5-1 last year, that was uh, quite the quite the, 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 the debacle there. But uh, all in all, I, I, I truly believe coming off of a night like tonight, you, you just – they can't possibly follow it up with a stinker, right? Like this is the time of year. You're in your final 10 games. So what, nine games left now, eight games left to go. I think uh, this is when you got to get on your horse and get going. You get hot at the right time. The time is now to get hot. And, and like you said, they're still battling for home ice advantage. They're still battling. And you got to pick up those valuable points against teams like Ottawa, against teams like the Islanders, who they're going to play the next night too, um, because you still got games against Boston, Florida, Tampa. And if they start taking points off of you in those games, you got to at least make sure that you were picking up points along the way against these subpar teams. You already tossed two, two into the garbage against uh, Buffalo. Can't do it in the same week to the Ottawa Senators. Uh, and the Islanders as well. And the Islanders as well. We've been playing some better hockey, but you got to pick up, I would say, minimum three or four points this weekend. Minimum. Definitely. Definitely an important weekend for the Leafs as they continue their pursuit of second place. I mean, first place pretty much out of reach um, in the Atlantic. So right now, second in the division is where they are. So I think that will do it for us on the show. When we come back, we will see how the Leafs did against the Senators and the Islanders. And whether or not we're talking about two victories, is that four points in the bank or is that fewer points in the bank? We'll discuss that on the next episode. So I'd like to thank you for listening and showing your support for the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all the podcasting platforms uh, available to you. So make sure you go and uh, subscribe so you can receive all that daily Leafs content. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to YouTube. Make sure we get that count up. Make sure you go and comment so you can make that Austin Matthews stick. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at the underscore more duty at makey underscore connect so that if you have any questions about the giveaway too, we're, we're here to, we're here to help you out guys. We want to make yeah. sure that everybody gets that opportunity to win the Austin Matthews stick. So make sure you come back on Monday to hear your, it could be your name getting called. So make sure you come back and listen to the show. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.